Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm comedian Simon Kane, and welcome to, uh, well, a pitch for my Edinburgh Fringe show. Please don't just click away. Let's talk about it for a sec, because even if you're not going, I'm asking you to help me out. So, um, a few people have been messaging me, and I figured I would do a quick FAQ of questions and answers of things that people are interested in about the show. So, um, I'll, I'll leave like the details of the show to the end of this, and there's also a link in the show notes, so if you want to go and buy a ticket right now, that's a reasonable reason for clicking away. If you don't, give me a give me a minute to listen. So, some people have been asking me what the show is about, and largely the show is about overthinking, anxiety, and sex. It's very much about how you can let things get out of control quite quickly when you are not imp- like you're not you're not working on allowing your anxiety to not rule your life. So that's so that's that. Um, that's my that's my flyering one minute pitch. Uh, it's not even a minute. That's that's my flowering 20-second pitch. The show is about overthinking anxiety and sex, and if you can relate to any of those three subjects, I think you'll enjoy it. Question number two I've been getting is, um, because I've been saying I've been working on something different, and I've been working on trying something different on stage for, like, in a few podcasts, I've had a few people message me and go, well, what exactly is different this time to when we saw you last year, or two years ago, or three years ago? Um... So I've been working with John Gordillo, who um, I think it was episode like a hundred or something. No, it wouldn't have been episode hundred. It would have been uh, around episode a hundred. So John Gordillo. So if you want to listen to him, go and listen to that one. I've been working with John Gordillo. He, he's previously directed people like Michael McIntyre, Eddie Izzard, Reginald D. Hunter. Uh, yeah, his career's really gone downhill, and he's now directing me. <laughs> um, but uh, we've we've been working on. So I, I realised by the end of Edinburgh last year, I was incredibly scripted, and I was incredibly prescriptive in how I was dealing with audiences and although it was getting laughs and it was um, fun to do I didn't feel like I was connecting with them as well as I had done say six or eight months earlier when I was really enjoying work in progress shows and I was really enjoying just chucking out ideas and trusting myself Um, I think Edmund does that to people I think that the festival because there's so much industry up there that we spend a lot of time thinking we just have to be polished and ready and 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 i suppose we do to a certain degree but for me i think my greatest strength is in the moments of uh, moments essentially like like having a connection with the audience and and having them feel like oh god where's this gonna go i don't know where he's going with this he doesn't feel like he's planned this bit 
that's what I've been going for, really. I've been trying to make the show more interactive. I was going to say immersive, but I, but probably not in the way that you're thinking. I'm working on something in that area that I don't want to talk about just yet. I've also, um, one of the other things I'm really proud of in the show is, and this was one of Gordillo's notes, which I really liked. Um, he's... <laughs> He's very good. He said to me that a big problem I have is that I sound like a comedian, which sounds like a positive, but it's not. I think so many performers, and I and I know as soon as he told me this, I sort of got what he meant, and then ever since then I've I've been noticing it all over the place. So he said everyone's trying to sound like a comedian because they see a comedian on TV, they go, okay, well that's that's the vernacular, that's the style, that's the way a comedian talks. I'll try and do that with my material and my style and you know all this sort of stuff and and he he came he came to see me uh, uh, you know in, in a preview and he was like the place you're funniest is when you talk like a person is when you is when people see you for the vulnerability of when you're on stage and you're connecting with them so what i've been trying to do <laughs> in every show and every preview and i've done about 30 of them now connect with people on a more human level where we where, where i'm where i'm i'm still the performer i'm still very much the comedian but i am not i'm not just talking at you like I think some performers do, which I, it works for other performers, it works really well. And I'm not trying to... That's another thing I'm trying to do, but it's really hard for me to break away from. Because I'll come up with, a, I'll come up with an idea, I'll notice something, and then I'll just, and then I'll, and then I'll first of all try and make it clever rather than trying to make it funny, and then I'll add in funny later. And I'm trying to do it the other way around, and I think that's really improved my writing. So that's been, that's been a, an exciting thing to work on as well. Is if I notice something like, oh, are ladybugs? I don't know. Um, there's nothing about ladybugs in the show. So you know, I'll notice something and then I'll, and then I'll uh, try and make it clever and then add funny to it, and that, and that has um, served me well but it's just not as funny as I can be so I suppose the thing that I would say to you that I've been working on is I am connecting with the audience and how the audience hopefully are staying engaged with the show and a, and a big part of the work in progress part of the shows as well have been to to be aware that when I'm doing a preview especially previews that I'm splitting you know th these are the only shows are saying that day potentially whereas in edinburgh they might have seen eight or nine shows before they see mine because i'm at 8 p.m i'm trying to incorporate things that take into account the fact that a lot of people might be laughed out and so i have to approach it in a different manner or the fact that they might just be going because they've paid for the month the ticket and so they you know they would much rather be at dinner or something so yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just trying to be more mindful of the audience and being more mindful of myself and how i'm connecting with that audience number three people are asking if they should pre-order a ticket or whether they can turn up on the door so pre-orders are very appreciated if you can afford to pre-order it really helps me not worry about how many people are coming it really helps in fact all, all acts this is not just me there's all acts I, i'm not gonna i don't want to speak for the whole community but i think i can on this and i will say i think it helps every performer to know they've got some pre-sales in on that day because it means they know they've got people coming in and so they know they don't have to go mental flyering so that also it i put this show in in December when I didn't have an idea of what it was about and so the marketing of the show is not amazing because the marketing of the show is basically based around uh, 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 the first draft of what I wanted going for in this um, show. It's changed a lot and I think that's the same with everyone. So if you like me and you've seen me before or you like my work or, or even if you're not going and you know someone that is, please tell them, take a punt take a try because if you if you've never donated and, be, and believe me less than one percent of the download number the average download number i get for this podcast has donated and i'm not 
twisting your arm to donate. But I'm saying that if you haven't and you can buy a ticket, that will get me like two quid each time you do that. You know, and they're only a five of tickets. So it's really not that expensive. Uh, it's like cheaper than if you were actually donating. Do that. I would really appreciate that. It, 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 honestly, it, it's, it's such a hard festival. And every year, more and more acts get a PR or pay someone to do a large chunk of their work for them. And frankly, I don't have that. And I, and I don't want to start. It's one of those things where, this is kind of a boring analogy, but um, for, yeah, that's right, Simon. Oversell it before you've even said it. Um, Facebook started this thing a while ago where if you paid for reach on your posts, your posts, your future posts would have a lower organic reach because they would know you were willing to pay for it. And so it would perpetuate the cycle of you having to pay more each time. And it's the same with Edinburgh where once you paid for, I think once one person's paid for PR, they keep paying for PR, which means that's just another person who will pay for PR. Everyone starts to have to pay for PR because they can't not compete to get their eyeballs on their show. What am I saying with that? I'm saying basically, I don't want to start competing. I don't, I don't want people... I don't want it to be like just the people who have the most money to spend on marketing get people in. I want it to be the people, because the point of this festival, or I think the point of this festival, is to take a chance on people you haven't seen on TV and people you haven't just, you know, had, had you know, tons of money thrown at you to get in your Facebook timeline in an ad or something. If You, you know, if you haven't, so if you haven't seen me before, you've been enjoying this podcast, please take a chance. If you have enjoyed me before, please take a chance. If you haven't, take another chance. Because, like I said, I'm trying something different and I'm really loving the way that it's going for me. All of the above would be amazing. Um, if you're not going, here's the thing. If you're not going, share the link on your Facebook. If you that That's amazingly helpful. But what would be more helpful is if you literally said to a friend, hey, I know you're going to Edinburgh, check him out. Or, I know you're going to Edinburgh, but this show is something you should definitely bookmark and just look into. Because... Ultimately, there's a few there's a few thousand of you that listen to every episode, right? Uh, well, not every, you know. Um, as a result, 10% of you told a couple of people and 1% of those came. That would help sell like 10% of my... I've done the mass, I'm not going to do it with you now. But basically, just if you could tell someone, like literally say, hey, are you going to Edinburgh? Great, here is a, a list and include me in it of performers you should be looking up, you should look out for. It's, it's the only way someone like me can can do it. And, and it's also, in many ways, the only way someone like me can continue to do something like this podcast. Because ultimately, I spend a day a week recording, editing and uploading a podcast instead of writing jokes. If it comes down to it, <laughs> if, if I have to pick between the podcast and, and doing live stand-up, it's going to be live stand-up. I, I would much rather do that. So, I mean, I love this, but I, I love stand-up more. So... If you, if you like this and you want to help maintain this, it actually helps with that because it means that I don't feel like I want to spend the money that I'm spending on the podcast and the travel and all that stuff that goes into this on my marketing. Because potentially, I was working it out, but I, I, don't, I stopped because it was depressing me how much money I, I tank into this podcast. But potentially, I could have a couple of grand spare by not doing the podcast that I could invest into Edinburgh PR. And I'd rather do this as a community project and help you out. So if you've enjoyed that, same with, give something back um what i will say is if you're gonna book monday to uh monday tuesday and thursday 
are the days that always sell less quickly for me. For Friday, Saturday, and Sunday always sell pretty well. So if you can book those, that'd be great. If you can book the first night, that'd be amazing because I'd love to have a really nice, friendly first crowd. If you can book the fourth because I have an agent coming, that would be amazing. If you could book, I think it's the 16th, uh, let me check, it's the 16th because I have a couple of touring bookers coming. So th just those are the main dates for me right now. Yeah, so if you can book those, that'd be absolutely massively appreciated and uh, really helpful to keep this going. Got any questions? Email me. You can you can get a ticket on the door and you can pay what you want for the show. Um, that's fine. And you can also you know like after the show give me a donation towards the pod. Like if you if you if you haven't bought a ticket and you want to be like right, I wanted to give you a five for the show and a five for your podcast. Here's a tenner. You can do that then as well. That would be really appreciated and re really mean a lot to me. Like a a, a lot. Thank you very much for listening and taking the time to get this finances episode. Um, it's on 8.35pm every day, except for Wednesdays when I get rudely awoken by the dustman. It's called Every Room Becomes a Panic Room When You Overthink Enough. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. So please come. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.